Hello, Hello, and welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I am Jake. And joining us today, we have a very special guest. Brandon. And today, we are talking about <laughs> United States of Terra, Season 2, Episodes 1 through 6. Ugh. So, when we left off, Tara had just finished an intensive inpatient program uh, Marshall had burned down the shed and mm. then forgiven Tara for the things that T did. And we open on a sort of catch-up montage. Um, Kate graduates early and receives her diploma in the mail. Marshall goes to school and replaces his friend with Shoshana from Girls. Mm-hmm. And I think that's pretty oh, much... Well- before that, the very first scene, they're um, throwing away or giving away to right. like Goodwill or something all of the altar's costume pieces. Yes. Because Tara hasn't transitioned in, they say, like three months. Three I think. months. Um, for some reason, she's back on meds, but she's not like a vegetable like they always assume, like said she was when she was on meds. She has new meds. Yeah. She has better meds. Better meds. Probably, presumably from the uh, inpatient. Yeah. Place. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're all happy. There's a happy song playing. Charmaine is happy with her. Um, well, he proposes to her this episode, but her boyfriend, Nick. Yes. And um, I feel like the whole tone of the, of the show has changed. Yes. Not even in the first episode, just in the, in, in the whole like first half of the second season. Something just seems... Like, I feel like the humor is a lot less dry and more, like, it just seems more joyful. They are all more happy. This is definitely the happiest season, Mm -hmm. weirdly, even though there's a lot of drama. The first season was kind of, like, dark. Yeah. In the background. darker than this, for sure. And normally I say this is my favorite season of Terror, but this rewatch, I'm like, I think it still is. By the end of the season, but I, I bless, bless you, because you're tight. But I, I don't know. the The dialogue felt different. It yeah. feels honestly more like they're playing for humor yeah. than they were the first. What season. do you think, Brandon? Well, and I noticed with that too. I don't remember like if it was the same way in the first season, but um, like it was so like formulaic with such a dark scene, and then they would even if it was just for like ten seconds, it would cut to a oh yeah a funny scene. Very short scenes mm-hmm. overall yeah. yeah but that's because this is now they have they're really trying their best to have every character have a storyline in every episode mm-hmm. sometimes for the betterment of the episode sometimes for the worst because it's like yeah well what's a storyline that you think um was for the worse like, like a b-plot that you didn't need um because hmm. I did not need Max beating that guy up. I don't need him beating that guy yeah. up. But, I mean, it just carries into the prison thing for a second. Max, which is also not really necessary. But... Yeah, Max is so physically violent this season. Mm-hmm. It's really upsetting to me. I needed to tell you, I think I am now on board with the Max's an asshole train. Yeah, and hit that one scene, what, the one when um, after... Finds out about Tammy. Pammy. Or Pammy. Oh, <laughs> wrong show. Yeah. Um, when they're in the house, the neighbor's house, and he's like... Oh my god, and oh, he's like smashing a wall so. and yelling at her. Gross, I, gross, gross. But I... So gross. So, uh, but on your on your, your question, I think that 
I like all of the plots more this season, but they're, there's, I feel like they're on spin out of time. Like even the one Kate's storyline, which I guess we'll get into later, but I just feel like the scenes are so brief that we don't really, like they're, they're saying more about what happens than what we actually see yeah. because it's so, the scenes are like 30 seconds long. And I wonder if the script was like that or if they like adjusted it, you know? Yeah. It's almost, like, yeah, it's, it it's like hers of all the storylines, I feel like is the most brief and also the most like comedic relief. Insane. Like yeah. they just flash in a scene with her in between everyone else's stuff. It seems like. Yeah. So do we want to do storylines or do we want to do like episodes? Because I feel like I do have separations here. Yeah, I don't know. Um, something that I want to bring up just on the level, I feel like the joke writing on the show is so. Is so good this season. Diablo Cody, I think, does this really incredible thing, like the pairing of somebody's name with the line. Um, that's enough unique. That's enough unique. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when and when some guy calls uh, Lionel and Marshall gay, Lionel says, "You want this shit so badly, you dream about it, Hosiah." For some reason, the name Hosiah makes that line so much more yeah. funny. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's... um. Diablo Cody just loves, like, weird names. There's some, sure. like, whenever yeah, somebody um... calls Juno's little sister Liberty Bell mm-hmm. in Juno, it's always, like, they only refer to her by name after, like, something so funny. Mm-hmm. It's like stop putting it's it's like stop putting bacon bits all over your dinner, Liberty Bell, or something. <laughs> that is a good um, comedic choice. Um, and Jill Soloway writes episodes. I know. I noticed that. The transparent creator. Um, and it's into the um, she writes the episode where we, I think where we uh, really discover where we get into Buck's relationship with Pammy, mm-hmm. which we find out. Um, Tara has been transitioning specifically into Buck, and that Buck has a girlfriend who's a bartender at the local uh, place. Well, so the transitioning doesn't happen until well, the inciting incident of the season, I guess, is the neighbor shooting himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's such a weird. Because for a season with a lighter tone in general, it's so it bizarre. It begins with a suicide. With, uh, not just a suicide. He, like, well, slits his wrist. Well, and all the details. Yeah. He did, like, four different... Oh, my God. prepared four different Hangs ways himself, to make sure. takes pills, slits his wrist, shoots himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And which, I feel like the suicide is just <clears throat> a device to, A, let them get onto a new set. which sure. is Which is his house right. that Max buys without consulting Tara, really. Right. And then to so weird. and then to introduce the gay neighbors. Yeah. Okay. After the guy shoots himself, the whole neighborhood gathers to watch the body be removed mm-hmm. from the house. It was and very then, like deconstructed desperate housewives. It was yeah. very desperate housewives. <laughs> a neighbor is like, I guess we should get to know each other a little bit better. And then they bond over like she's crazy and they're gay and mm-hmm. yeah. But Ted and Hanny are their names. Yeah. And Ted becomes pretty important recurring right. character mm-hmm. well and i liked it because at first like when you first see it it's like oh they're just tossing in like some gay neighbor characters yeah. that are like stereotypical but then it is kind of nice how it intertwines with marshall's storyline sure yeah. like, and then also tear like there's very it's very gay 
because Tara's like hooking up. With True. Family. And so like, Kate's I feel like when they were talking about um, the neighbors, like when they're talking about their discovery of their sexuality, it was very like Tara was thinking about. Mm, her experience true. with Pammy and also Marshall's dealing with the same thing. Exactly, yeah. and Tara doesn't really need to explore her sexuality because she has alters who do <laughs> But um, the uh, what, what was I gonna say about them, the neighbors? Oh, no. So, but like, so going into the house triggers her transitioning because yeah. for for reasons we don't know yet, the Hubbard's house is like. Which I don't really think that we ever find it, out. It's very vague, and it by the end it's implied. We'll, we'll talk about that next week. But like, it's implied that something happens, and it, it, mm, we'll yeah. put that together. It's, it's very weird. It's a whole thing. Um, what are they gonna say about the gay neighbors? Oh, when they have the dinner party, um, with Ted and Hanny and Charmaine and Nick. Nick, I realized that. In a callback to last season, they're all drinking from stemless goblets. Oh my god, so, so modern. modern. Also, how about that? Jai Ho. But yeah. <laughs> oh my god, okay. My favorite part of I the first episode. I realized that last time I watched it, what she was doing. <laughs> yeah, okay. My favorite part of this thing is um, before they come over, Tara is like hooking this like really complicated thing and she's like That's I a want torch. Yeah, she's like I want to impress the neighbors and then cut to the dinner scene where she gets up and starts singing and dancing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like is this how you think you're going to make friends? <laughs> I mean And yeah, it t- works. Tara's ex- very strangely just goofy this season. She's yeah. so extroverted in a way that she never was. Yeah, the ice skating thing. I don't know. But also I love how they they like they emphasize in just these episodes how like just like uh max and tara's uh politics i guess because mm. of the you know, the comment that i cringed at both times oh yeah when they pull into um oh um linda's linda's neighborhood garage. Oh this is colorful and then also the Jai Ho. And I was like, and then they're like talking about. You didn't tell me she was black. Yeah. Why then she's like, she I black? think it's cool that she's black. Yeah. And she's like, oh, great. Now it's cool that she's black. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're very. And then you remember it, where it is. Kansas. Yeah. In the late aughts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's very. I think that I can't tell if they're written to be like clueless white liberals or if Diablo Cody is just a clueless white liberal. Yeah. Probably a little both. Yeah. Because there is that line when Kate's on her way to her work at a debt collection agency when Tara screams at her, you go milk that blood of the victims of the economic collapse. Yeah, I think... Which is mixed metaphors. It's just like a... Milking milking their blood. blood. (laughs) It's just kind of like a mix of like, I feel like it's not really important to them. It's Obama era centrism. Yeah. It's like, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm cool. I'm woke. I have gay friends. Uh, one of my gay friends is Egyptian, and I can say things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna let my daughter hang out with a middle-aged black woman in another the city. The fact that they are so, they're like, wow, she's black, and not at all concerned about the fact that she is 50 years old. Yeah. My daughter sure. has been hanging out with a 50-year-old pothead. Yeah, do you want to talk about... Who puts her in, like, sexy superhero well, clothes. let's talk about... Mm-hmm. And let's... is selling images of her for money. Let's go about that, then. Let's do... St- let's talk about storylines, because I feel like they're all pretty succinct, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, Kate, Kate is works... so fun. 
Yeah, she works at a debt collection agency. She goes in person to this woman's house. uh, Which is a garage. Which is a garage. It's she's played by Viola Davis, Linda P. Fraser, and she is a stoner, like a Dungeons and Dragons artist. They definitely did not have Viola Davis in mind when they wrote this role. They didn't. And they didn't change it at all when they cast no, her. No, because it's clearly like they're underusing her so much. <laughs> but Viola is so good when Kate is like, Kate, I, f- I feel like they kind of dumbed her down this season in a way that I don't hate. Kate? Yeah, because yeah. she, she's very like emotionally intelligent. Well, but... she's not an anime girl anymore. Yeah, she's not an anime girl anymore. And she just doesn't have a lot of, like, common sense. No, not at all. Because she comes to Viola Davis's house, and she's like, I googled you, and I saw Princess Valhalla Hawkwind, and I thought that you were her. Well, that always be her. Amazing line. line. But also, in what world? <laughs> yeah, they also, they did not, also, I don't think the writing team met up with the um production design art team either in designing Valhalla Hawkwind because it's just like painting of blonde it's like a cartoon yeah yeah and then there's like Kate pulls up like pdfs of comic (laughs) books and coloring books I don't know how big this empire was supposed to be of Valhalla Hawkwind yeah yeah the website says like will ship in 1999 But I need everyone who listens to this to go on YouTube and watch the full music video oh my God. that they produced for this, the Valhalla Hawkwind music video. It's, it's incredible. It's like three minutes of Brie Larson wearing Viking princess. And wings. Pre-Captain Marvel. Is she, is she wearing the boots? Mm-hmm. Yes. The red ones? And yes. the post-feminist uh, horse. <gasps> <laughs> oh, and then the Tristafarian thing. Oh, yeah. That was oh, dumb. Yeah. But you, I, well, no, I was saying how it's, it's, it's funny when, because this happens on shows all the time. It happened, I think it was, that was what I was thinking was Desperate Housewives was like Susan Meyer. Sure. And then like some characters would say Mayer and someone would um, be, and like, um, I think Viola said Trustafarian Chustif- and then Bree says Trustafarian and like. Right after. Right after. And I'm mm. like, do they not? Like, wouldn't you as, like, a... I don't know what whose job wouldn't it would be, Wouldn't you come but to, to a consensus? Yeah, be like, hey... Do well, you I mean, they've been there on stage. Like, it's a pride thing. No actor wants to admit that their pronunciation is well, incorrect. Well, and it's like, are you going to tell either one of those actors? Well, Brie back Larson, then, maybe. Maybe then, They've but... both won Oscars since they filmed this. True. <laughs> but I don't think that. God. Um... So where do we leave off? Oh, we didn't get that far after that. Well, basically, I basically, think... Basically, they're, they're just, like, hanging out. Um... What I didn't realize on previous watches was that this entire storyline is just about smoking weed. Yeah. 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 And what was the pasta dish they make? It was oh, like it was like it was... it was like pasta with marinara and bananas. And prosciutto. Oh my and god. <laughs> yeah, this storyline does come to a peak a little bit later on in well, the season. But... You're like fully yeah. right about the um how it's more they kind of just talk about what they've done. Every time they flash to Viola and Brie Larson, it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, we did this for the past. Like, Show me, you know. And mm-hmm. I feel like they cut a lot of it out. Yeah, and it's hard to like. I mean, I guess because we're watching it for the podcast, so because we were watching it so closely, um, if you're really, really paying it, 
attention in like a critical way it's easy to pick stuff like that out but also the acting is just so good and the jokes land so well that I kind of feel like I didn't even notice that mm-hmm. it was that they were telling not showing with oh with Viola, with the Viola Davis I, I also love when she was <laughs> like does she it was like oh the princess don't fuck she's like, yeah oh because she won't she <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, like a Barbie. No holes. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> and Viola's like, yeah. <laughs> also, it was so weird when Tara and Max pick picture, um, pick. pick Kate up, and then just Tara just wanders into the garage. Yeah. And, and Viola doesn't, they, they both don't even introduce themselves, themselves. They just stand there. and. It's so strange because, like, Viola Davis is like, tell me the question you want to ask. And it looks like Tara doesn't have a question in mind, really. And it's like, yeah, the question is, is my child safe with you? She's 16 years old. Mm-hmm. What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. I, and then when, when she's about to leave and then Viola's like, I'm going to give you this. And then she's like, oh, oh. yeah. And it's, it's Kate's, Kate's back. <laughs> I'm like, what? It's <laughs> a weirdness. Tara is just... Has no social cues. Like, Tara and Max really don't give a fuck that Kate's only friends are twice her age or older. Mm-hmm. They really don't. Well, and before it's we concerning. leave Kate behind, we talk about... The line. The balls. I knew you wanted to talk about it. Do you want to oh explain her co-worker? Well, did you write... Did I did. You want me to... So, she has this, like, annoying co-worker at the debt collection agency. Oh, my God. And then, like, they're just shooting the shit, and she's talking about how she's going to go to Linda's house, and then he goes... <laughs> what is he just like I no he's like be careful because he was talking about you're not supposed to go on site yeah because he said the last time somebody did that they were tied they were found like tied up for three yeah. days or something and then what is he's he... like I just <laughs> oh no and then what and then it? Kate shows him pictures of princess oh yeah and he's like and oh. the co-worker also thinks that that's a picture of, of Linda yeah. P. Frazier yeah. he says and then he I want her to tie me up with my own ball sack with like fist. <laughs> he does pumping. like an air horn, air horn. thing with his. And we were saying how like if somebody actually said that in real life, I would be like, "What is wrong with you?" But for some reason, I just like cried laughing. Literally died. Like I just, I, I don't know. I, I fell into a weird little fit. Oh, okay. So moving on from Kate, where should we go next? Uh, I want to talk about Marshall's storyline because yes. mm. I, I, I really like Marshall's storyline. Is he kind of is questioning his sexuality a little bit, but that's only because Shoshana from Girls so desperately wants to fuck him. It's such a nice... Um, I like how they do this coming out narrative in season two after he already had a male love interest in season one. Yeah. But he's older, and so it's a little more confusing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the whole thing about sitting at the gay bowl. The gay bowl, the fruit bowl. Mm-hmm. It was very mean girls. It was. But it was interesting because I used to empathize with Marshall. And now I think he's a problematic yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. I, well, the thing is, I'm kind of torn because I do like... I do like the fact that they are allowing this character who's, like, normally, I don't know, likable to, like, experience these, like, internalized homophobia sure. tendencies. Because I feel like that is so realistic oh for sure especially you know? in kansas in 2000 yeah, oh, yeah but it is very hard to just not because from an old like older perspective you're like why are you doing this mm-hmm. and also like I don't, what's his name lionel lionel 
But like, that's why it's good Lionel exists as well. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard to decide whether that was, like, intentional in the same way you're saying, like, is... Oh, is there white liberalism in Yeah, because it's, like, I can't tell if if Lionel's, like, there for, a, like, to be antagonistic and, as like, be made fun of or if he's actually... I don't know. Yeah. It's I kind think, of presented both ways. Yeah. I think that um, there are moments where... I think that a good moment to align Lionel with the viewer was when Lionel and Kate kind of had their, like, mini conversation about how Marshall needs to break up with... Court- Courtney is her name in the show. Yeah. Zaz is her name. Yeah. I think that... Um, I think that it's good that they let him sort of be the voice of reason there when before in like in episode one he wants gay flowers for the carnation thing Mm -hmm. when they are allowed to like send whatever color flowers to whomever and that is a very interesting point because i feel like it was so easy in like like i said before like middle america obama era whatever liberalism why not send the same flower we're all the same but then it's like no you're making a point because if you can't say everyone's the same if not everyone's equal yeah because he's he's presenting his case to the board and they're like no like we treat everybody equally here like this is very left-leaning of a school and then unique pipes up and goes no offense (laughs) but i don't agree with gay marriage that's enough unique (laughs) (laughs) that's my senior showcase scene (laughs) i know i'm straight but not narrow that's what zasha shana says um it yeah. sucks that we can't call her Shoshana on this. I know, because there's already <clears throat> an, an, another Ooh. character whose name is Shoshana. Um, so, but Sh- Marshall gets the carnations, the purple flowers yeah. for the gays. And that's really sweet. And it is sweet. Oh, Max gets it too. Yeah. Max's one redeeming quality this season is that he's not a homophobe. And that's oh as far God. as it goes. Because yeah. <laughs> when Marshall comes out, he says, good. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. cry. I used to cry all the time. I, when I, watched that. I cried a little bit the first time I watched. How many but times then, did you share that scene on Tumblr? Like, I I shared I shared it once, and I captioned it. Um, I was like, "This is a good scene, but fuck Max." I, and was, I like, was like, "What do you mean, fuck I was Max?" Like, I was like, "Max is such a self satisfied like ally." Do you want to talk about your favorite line reading on any show ever? <laughs> well, really quick before that. Um, I want to talk about how the show does a really good job with even though Marshall as a character is questioning his sexuality, maybe he's into women, the show is doing a very good job at making it clear that he is a gay character. Like, with Max has this line that he says to Patton Oswalt's character. He's like, everything's going great. We've got this house we're going to flip. Tara's back on her meds. Marshall's even dating a girl. So he just kind of said three false things. Like, the house thing isn't going to go as well as planned. Tara is transitioning again. And Marshall's gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was very sly. And also for, like, I mean, for, like, wokeness points, uh, it's good that Lionel says, be bi if you want, but you and Courtney don't have any chemistry. Because yeah. yeah. I really didn't want this show to go into, like, the glee realm of, one one character says that they're bi and the other one is like, that's just what people say when they don't want to admit that they're gay. Mm-hmm. Which is the case for some people, yeah. but you don't want to, like, paint that yeah. broad of a brush. Brittany Ungly was bi. Yeah. Wow, what a good character. I wish she was on this show. I miss Brittany. <laughs> um, okay. So. Oh, favorite line reading. Okay, Marshall's line deliveries 
I'm obsessed with them. He's so mm-hmm. deadpan and so incredible. He's really good this season. My favorite line is when Lionel says, look at your shorts, you ordered the gay size. And Marshall says, your fucking face is the fucking gay size. Which is also like such good Diablo Cody writing. I feel like people gave Diablo Cody after Juno a lot of flack for writing characters that were like too quippy and like too smart. But she also sure. does really well with writing the like ineloquent um, is yeah. ineloquent the word or uneloquent? Ineloquent. Not, not eloquent not teenagers. Your fucking face is the well, fucking yeah, gay I mean, size. Well, yeah, I mean, who hasn't said that, right? Yeah. You said that, Brandon. You said this morning. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, I think you're right about that. That's very, I just think they're good foils and I want to give props to this show by knowing and casting better, um, counterparts to Marshall this season than weird oh, yeah. 50s girl and straight jock crush they could have easily had them like he was about 28 years old they could have easily brought him back and they chose not to thank god yeah um they're both better for i honestly have this i feel like that sasha is just supposed to be the same girl yeah well no maybe because he he meets her at the gable but yeah her name is courtney they they kiss for the first time while doing a ouija board (laughs) which they don't ever talk about it's just like there have you ever done a Ouija board? I have. Did it lead what was into it foreplay? Like? No. I honestly <laughs> not worth I, it. Um, then they start dating, they give each other hand job and hand job equivalent fingerings. Yeah. Backstage <laughs> at, at the school play. Lionel Train presents a Speaking Mac- of eloquence. A Macbeth <laughs> Macbeth, a Lionel Train prod. Yes. It's also so funny because her arm yeah, is we noticed so her limply arm moving. Just like, She's like, how's that, y'all? Yeah. Courtney is so funny to me. She's so funny. When she's like, Marshall is fingering her and she says something. Like, she's so, she's just like, why, Marshall? That feels excellent. <laughs> or... <laughs> I don't want this to be a pretentious high school zine. Oh, my God. They make a zine together. Yeah. Um, then my, one of my favorite scenes is when they have sex, <laughs> um, and she just dumps like 55 condoms and other contraception devices yeah. of from all Planned sorts Parenthood. planned mm-hmm. from Planned Parenthood at her mom's bedside table and her cousin Graham and Marshall picks out an orange one and she says, any of these calling your name? <laughs> <laughs> that thing you did. Was that you coming? I think so. Then she's like, oh yeah, I came a bunch of times. So much. (laughs) (laughs) And then he comes out to his sad. Yes. Which is great. Such a sweet moment. But then he can't break up with, um... With Courtney. With Courtney. Oh, that is my... Okay. Something that... Do you ever watch something that you watched a long time ago and realize... That you've been repeating a line or, like, a joke from that for your whole life. Mm-hmm. When Marshall breaks up with Courtney and she starts crying and he just kind of goes, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I've been saying that every time somebody corrects me on something for the past six years. Oh, nice. Because of Marshall? Yeah. Moosh. I do it, like, in the voice and I just realized. 
Since we've talked about Marshall and Kate, I want to talk about the scenes of them smoking weed together. Brandon pointed out in the show that they would just be freely smoking in their house. They're not even, they're not the window, oh, they're not even blowing out the window. And then Tara even comes up and is like, yeah. hey kids, yeah. we're going to go, like she's outside the door. There but is, I, oh, go. I said, I was like, that is just so, I can't, I just can't buy that. And Jake was like, is that, that is like the most unbelievable part of the show for you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. I don't like this weed, it makes me... Smoking... Smoking weed makes me like action movies. Yeah. <laughs> there are two moments of incredible lighting on the show. The first being when they've just been smoking a ton of weed and their room seems kind of smoky. Like they've mm-hmm. just hotboxed the entire bedroom yeah. almost. And it's very subtle, but it's great. And then at the end of uh, the tornado episode... No, in the middle of the tornado episode... They go outside and they're like looking at the clouds and everything is like green and like oh, weird so and windy. Beautiful. It's mm-hmm. so beautiful. Have, it's you guys, so have you guys ever been in a tornado? No. I mean, not like. I, oh, actually, yeah. Mm. When I was um when I was seeing Chronicles of Narnia, two, I was with my. When I was I was with my dad and Jessica and like the whole family and we like never went to the movies with that my like that family, and um. It was so weird because like all of a sudden the entire the power went out in the entire movie theater. So like we were just in darkness like That's the sc- so and like Aslan like hopped on a rock and was about to roar and then everything <laughs> shut off and we were in darkness and the emergency lights came on and they said that a tornado was like mood 3 feet from touching the ground. Oh my god. Wow. Scary. I've been in a few tornadoes myself. Hmm. Wow. Wow. Awesome wow. Not really. I've never read an actual one. Um, I've seen this guy turn green, though. <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about Charmaine? Yes. Oh, that's all I want to talk about. Okay. <laughs> As that was my next suggestion. Why does everyone hate Charmaine? I don't know. One of my notes says, I cannot believe. I truly cannot believe there are people in this world who hate Charmaine. Do you hate Charmaine, Joey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's iconic. Thank you, Joey. <laughs> she's so sweet. She's such a good actress. She is. She is such a good she's actress. She's an amazing actress. And um, maybe maybe the part was written to be hated, but you can't because well, initially, of her. Yeah, season one, yeah. she starts off yeah. so she's very annoying. But she has a growth in her. Right now, okay, the engagement scene was amazing. Because oh as soon God. as she came, as soon, okay, she goes <clears throat> to the bathroom and she comes back. Um, Nick is like, you should drink some more champagne. And she sees that in her champagne flute is an engagement ring. And she's like, oh my God. And she sticks her thing. She sticks her hand in. She can't fit her hand all the way down the glass <laughs> to get to the ring. There's too much champagne. So she has to like drink so the champagne. With her finger in it. With her finger in it. And like, and then like take the ring out of her mouth. Is it a princess cut? And it's not a princess cut. It's, it's a, a cushion, cushion cut, cut. But it's better. Yeah, I've never understood that proposing convention because what if they like just in your food? Sw- yeah, what if they just eat it? Yeah, yeah. Pro tip: I don't like that. I um, I love that. <laughs> I I love the scene between Tara and Charmaine when Charmaine says, "I want my wedding pictures with Nick, but my wedding night with Neil." Uh huh. And I love. Something that I just adore is how it's established that Charmaine and Neil really, like, love each other as people. Mm-hmm. Like, they Charmaine do. just wants to hang out with Neil. And just, I know, like, like, when he gives her that gift in the first season. In the season. first season. Oh. And when she says to Tara, 
He has this little patch of fluff on his lower back right above his butt crack. I named it Sophie. Then <laughs> <laughs> she goes, what? he's a genius at doing cartoon voices during sex. <laughs> and Tara, I love how Tara is just supportive in that moment. She's like, oh, wow, you're having Neil's baby and you're engaged. Tara, and she just does not criticize her at all. Tara's very Amanda <laughs> Kennedy about it. My friend Amanda, you could tell her that you were doing like anything and she would never tell you that it was the wrong thing to do she would maybe like like, she'd be like oh like have you thought about what that means for your relationship and that's as far as she'll go wow um (laughs) find out the baby's not next snails i also also noticed like so much that what's funny is like she will i also would love to know there's like the science of the characters Mm, because figure it out i just noticed that charmaine almost like every scene will like like, she is, she does care about everyone else, and she'll ask about everyone else, but she always talks about herself. Oh, At yeah. least for a yeah. tiny bit first. Did someone like, say anything about my ring? Yeah. And then even in the grocery store with oh Pammy, like, Tara's yeah. having this obviously, like, intense moment with, with Pammy. And, um, and then, like, Charmaine's just, like, flopping around, like, <laughs> comes back with vegetables, doesn't even I acknowledge Pammy. <laughs> and, like, like, that's so her. I know. Yeah. What else does Charmaine do? I think... In the first episode, when after Tara gets up and starts singing at the dinner party, Charmaine looks at Nick and goes, that thing that she has, it's not hereditary. Oh, yeah. Oh, also, how about when Charmaine's talking about, when she said, I wish God picked out a different name for vaginas. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I wish there was something. That's in the same scene where she confesses that she is a she was a lug for a semester. For in one college. semester. I just love that. Like, what the was the name that... of her girlfriend? Gretchen. And she was oh, very yeah. proud of her vagina. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was Gretchen Carlson. I just love that she she thinks like God, like that's just like the original like nothing to do with the language you're speaking or anything. Right. Yeah. Why did God, God say vagina? vagina? There's no, um that the... is my favorite um headcanon is that Charmaine <laughs> dated Gretchen Carlson for one semester in college. Yeah. There's Sanders. a scene of Charmaine falling asleep sucking on her ring oh, which yeah. is very so psychologically cute. troubling. Yeah. When Max gets arrested <laughs> she just says, You guys want pancakes? So good. Which that scene is so good when they talk about Mrs. Butterworth and Aunt Jemima. Is Aunt Jemima Aunt Jemima's married to Uncle Jemima? That was my Twitter bio for two years. <laughs> but I realized on this viewing that Kate maybe is thinking about race issues. For oh, the first because time she's ever, friends with Viola because Davis. She's friends with the Viola Davis. Yeah, she's like, why are all the syrup ladies black? <laughs> That's some fucked up racist pancake shit. Technically, Mrs. Butterworth is clear. She's clear Cajun. Yeah. I also just realized that because Charmaine makes a comment about Max's, like, fight mm. that he got in, I, I, I just realized, like, it is kind of great, even though I hate that he did that, that, like, almost everyone, like, talks about how wrong it is. Right. It's like, Ma- or, um, Marshall... Like, like, you know how it could have just been brushed under the rug? Sure. But it's like, Marshall, like, you have to tell Mom. Yeah. Immediately. And then, like, Charmaine's Max like, is, like, a bad dad for telling Marshall and, not to tell Tara yeah, that he like, fucked that guy up. And then he's like, let's just keep it between us, bro. Ugh. Like, no. What? Stop. I do love that this is also in season one. Whenever the entire family is mad at Tara, Charmaine isn't. Mm. Mm. 
That's true. And when she's mad at Terry, no one else is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what is an example of that from this? Oh, uh, it's after the ice skating thing. Oh, uh, yeah. When it comes out that she's been transitioning again. The next day, like, everybody is giving to her the cold shoulder, and then Charmaine comes over and uh, just <laughs> talks about being engaged. Yeah. You guys look on the bright side. Mm, mm. Never mind. Yeah. I also have a theory about that we can somehow this into Sex and the City again. Um, so, as I call Max all the time, Aiden. <laughs> True. In Sex and the City too, he's married and has oh, yeah. kids. And he's just on a business trip. In Abu Dhabi. In Abu Dhabi. And I think that... They're the same person. He's yeah. married to Tara. I do too. In Kansas. And he's just on a business trip. Do you think he was married to Tara in Kansas during... Sex in the City as well? No. No, because once they break up, he runs into Carrie. So Sex in the City... He's like, I'm married now and I have a wife and kids. I know, but they're married for 17 years. I think you could work it out. Yeah. He was... He's a dasshole. He was doing something on the side. Maybe he has alters. Mm. Max's alter is Aiden. Okay, every time somebody tells Tara that she's an alter, it makes me so mad. It's, it's also so. It's so stressful because Max Max does it multiple times. I don't think so far this season, but he did at one point in the first season. I know that he doesn't in the third season. He does it later this season. And then at the art show. Oh right, that's what I was thinking about. And then when Tara goes to tell Pammy uh, that she can't sleep with Buck because Buck's not real, Pammy's like, "You're not real. You're mm-hmm. an alter." Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Pammy now. Okay, Pammy is my favorite. We I love, love Pammy. How it would have been so easy for them to write Pammy as being hateable, but she's not. She she's is funny. so sympathetic. She is. So should be called the United States of Pammy and Charmaine. <laughs> Parmaine. Yeah. So Buck, well, Pammy is in the first episode. There. Pammy's in the first episode, flirting with Max at the bar, and mm-hmm. then. Tara transitions, becomes Buck, and starts flirting with Pammy better than Max ever could. Oh, also, always. And they begin a relationship. And it's actually so cute. It's so cute. They have cute. the cutest relationship. Also love the random gross Diablo Cody specifics of it, because, like, it's a montage of Buck clipping her toenails. He's literally yeah. always massaging her feet. He's, um... Buck definitely has a foot fetish. Um, it's so Tarantino. Installing a water cooler in her apartment. <laughs> like, I I saw that no scene. Reason. I was I, I I was like. I don't know. Why I've never noticed that before. I was like, she's strong. Who Tara? Tony Collette to oh, be able to true. hold that. Well, Buck has arms. Yeah, There's but another water cooler too. Yeah, that? it's when uh, Max gives it to the gay neighbors. Oh yeah. There's have so much water cooler action. Uh, maybe it was the Oh, same yeah, problem. Max saying I'm going to bring them over to the gay neighbors was very mm-hmm. my parents in, like, 2011 <laughs> when um, we had, like, my grandparents had this, like, vacation house that pretty much the entire extended family, I think, split the mortgage on, and the neighbors to that house were gay, and we called one of them Rainbow Dan. Oh, nice. Because they had a rainbow flag on their porch. Oh, mm, that's why. Well, then, yeah. of course, of course, the gay neighbor, <laughs> when he brings the water over, the gay neighbor says, 
Please tell me that's vodka. In there. Oh, and he goes, "Hey, <laughs> handsome," and he's making a crepe. Yeah. 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 Um, so, <laughs> anyway, Pammy, um, Pammy's got two little girls, which is also so cute. So cute. But when Tara wakes up as Tara for the first time for Pammy's, mm-hmm. she sees the kids and they're just like, "Hello, Mrs." <laughs> <laughs> So cute. Also, so funny that that's how it's revealed that she has kids. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's kind of fucked up that I've never liked when Tara goes in like Buck drag to go. Oh, to try and break up with her as Buck. But it doesn't seem like she wants to. Oh, I guess that's what it was. But I always assumed she but was then just trying she... to see because it comes right that's after that I scene where Ted too. is like, you should get up in that vagina and see uh-huh. what it's about. So I was assuming she was just trying to, like, see... See if she wanted to have an affair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, if it could be. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I mean, Max has been a fucking asshole lately, true. so I yeah. do not blame her. We went to but I also world. wonder if maybe, like, it would be more... Somehow, like, make it feel less insane if it was, like, instead of my altar doing this without my knowledge. Like, if I could tell myself that I actually did enjoy it. Oh. Mm. Yeah. So it wasn't like... So it was... Or just or to there see was something why, there. what the root yeah. of it was. That's But true. then she gets there and she's like, I can't do this. Yeah. You're right. I feel like either way, like, she could have been trying to make up, break up with her too. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's so... She can't because she's so cute and so like... Oh my God. Cute. They got caricatures done of each other. And, and when Pam... And then when, and then when she tells her that about her disorder and then Pammy's like no and like crying and she's like never get the guy oh my god that's the most heartbreaking thing I like think about that sometimes and I just get so sad I love Pammy she always has her wedges on even inside (sighs) and then she goes and then she goes to the ice skating rink gets on the microphone (laughs) goes buck I love you buck I love you any 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 line they use in the previously on is the most iconic line because they use it every week. Truly, and she's like, "Buck, Tara, whoever you are," and then Max just <laughs> is ice skating and just circles around Tara, going, "All I've ever done is be good to you. That's all I've ever done is be good to and you." And then he goes and beats up this guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also when Pammy on the microphone says, "I don't care what disease you have. I hope I catch." <laughs> So cute. Pammy's all star moment is at later when Max tries to like pay her off. First oh, of all, with a fifty, fifty, fifty dollars, please, please. That's Pammy's what you're gonna worth, do. He's, so he's treating her that's like that's why you should be tipping her for your beers. Exactly. True. Let alone stopping. Pammy deserves the world, and honestly, Max doesn't deserve Tara, and Pammy deserves to be happy. So yeah, in an ideal world. Tara went over there dressed as Buck and, and enjoyed realized, it. Yeah. And then left Max for mm-hmm. Pammy. True. In an ideal world. Yeah. I feel bad but for the kids, though. Max tries to pay off Pammy. He's like, stop sleeping with my wife while she's doing her alternate personality. And as he's walking away, Pammy goes, your wife tastes like rain. And once, she tasted like a penny. And then puts the 50 back in his pocket. Ugh. So good. I like how she wasn't phased though by she wasn't the lack at all, which... of response from Dara at the ice rink. Oh like, yeah, she just didn't. Well, and it's it's so sad how because she takes so much like bad like when um at the grocery store when Tara's like, oh you're the bartender, 
Oh, Haley's like, this is the, the yeah. day after they mm-hmm. first. Oh. And like the fact that she like can like it's just it. I feel like the character is written yeah. so well. The character has like definitely too. like been through a lot. Oh yeah, and she's like. Yeah, like sometimes guys are just mean to me after mm-hmm. I sleep with them. I never been. With it's a chick very before. like, and like even when when Tara comes over dressed as Buck and she gets the, um, she just like pulls out two beers and oh. she doesn't even care. It's very like Lana Del Rey. So cute. That's Pammy. my Terry Silly. Pammy Del Rey. It is Pammy Del Rey. I love Lana her. Del Luckily, we're not done with Pammy, but the rest yeah. of the storyline is pretty not great. The rest of the storyline um, sucks. <laughs> um. So I don't even want to talk about Max. I don't want to talk about Max. I hate him. He's he, he's physically violent. Right. I do enjoy them having sex in the backyard. Um, oh, I hate, it made me feel gross. Well, it's gross how it starts, but it's funny because then they just keep calling Tara out. I will yeah. say the one thing I do, like, not, not that I, I don't agree with Max, but one thing I do like about their, um, like, the anger and the fighting about this is that it's, like, kind of... I feel like it extends to multiple mental illnesses about just like the idea of like being in a couple and like what, where the blame goes when something f- from a mental illness is happening. That makes That's sense. Hard, like just cause he's like, like this is the first time when they're having that fight where she's like, what are we going to do? And he's like, what are we going to do? Mm. No, what you're going to do is find a therapist. And like, that's obviously an, like a shitty moment of anger, but I feel like that kind of, dynamic is very difficult yeah. for it's like when are, when is one person giving I don't know like sacrificing a lot to help the other who's you know and I yeah. feel like it was it was it doesn't justify anything he's doing but it was I feel like realistic realistic and I think that they did have to contrast like season one he he's still like kind of a dick but he's not like angry a lot yeah. in season one and they needed to do, go somewhere because there's only so much you can have that the husband doesn't even care that she yeah. does this as a yeah. storyline right mm-hmm. when everyone else is like freaking out about it but it's like did they have to go there <laughs> like it didn't right. even, it went from like him being the perfect yeah. to being all of a sudden just like it's also like i feel like they've said previously that the alters have had affairs before Obviously, T has. Well, and didn't he, in the first season, doesn't he sleep with T? Well, he almost does. Or he almost He doesn't, yeah. But, like, I guess the whole thing they were saying was that she didn't, she lied about it, about knowing about the transition. Yeah. Yeah, at one point he says the altars have lied before, but you've never lied. She Mm. says that. Yeah, she says that as well. And she does vlog this season. Oh, yeah, But it's just framed differently, so it's not like... Mm Mm-hmm. It's not the same as last season. Well, the most iconic vlog. I thought it was better. I thought it was better. So good. Uh, there's a line where somebody mentions <clears throat> Asian hookers, which I did not like. No, it, well, okay, so the subtitle, I've always heard that line as Asian hookers, but it's Max in prison, in jail. <laughs> I but, wish he would go to prison. Um, I think it's uh, aging hookers. Oh. Yeah. Unless Hulu subtitles was wrong. But hope I think that's better than Asian. Yeah. Yeah. It's not great, but it's better. <laughs> so now we're getting to speaking of finding a therapist. Tara has Drum a new roll. alter, Ooh. Dr. Shoshana Schoenbaum, <clears throat> who is a therapist. Based she, on a real life therapist. Based well, not on real life. <laughs> based on Ted's therapist from New York. And 
This is the only altar that Tara is consistently able to be co-conscious with. So she can see what Shoshana is doing and she like remembers everything when she comes to. And Shoshana is um, amazing. Perfect. I love her. She drinks Tab. (laughs) And she wears like rose colored sunglasses. Mm -hmm. All the time. Always. And she's always in like nice like flowy dresses. Mm -hmm. And that scene when so Max finds out I think Max's reaction to Shoshana initially is actually pretty like, I get it. It makes sense, yeah. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> this is not the same thing as finding a therapist. Yeah, and then she's yeah. like, and Tara's like, well, if we're measuring it on the scale of me sorting this out in a way I can't without her, she's helping me a lot. I'm like, are you really convincing yourself that this is, <laughs> this is proper She therapy. reads a book and then, yeah. yeah. But then it's funny because later Max is sleeping on the couch and, like, Shoshana comes down the stairs in the middle of the night and, like, leads him out of, he just follows, you don't even know if it's Shoshana, but it's like, Tony Collette smirking, walking outside. He follows her over and then has a session with her. Yeah, which I hated when he was like, he was like, I don't need a therapist. I just need someone to listen. (sighs) It's what a therapist is. And also, like, do you think that you're too good for therapy? Fuck you. He does. And he needs it. It's so toxic masculinity. And it's so, like, he thinks that he's so above Tara. Sure. He's like, I don't need therapy. That's for crazy people, like my wife. Well, yeah, and guess what, <laughs> guess what crazy people do? They get in a fight with their partner and run and go beat up a random guy. Yeah. <laughs> so. um, yeah, I wish he even beat up, like, a, a normal character. It's just so random. But, yeah. Um, so... He does go to jail. What happens? What happens? Um, he gets out. Tara takes, like, hours to go bail him out. Oh, sure. Um, so he ends up... I think that, like, Patton Oswalt bails him out yes. instead. And then they go back home, and there's a tornado warning. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they go into the basement. Of the Hubbard house. Of, of the Hubbard house, um, right. Toronto is what the news says, and Marshall Marshall gets on the it. phone with them, and he has a whole, like, fight with them on the phone, which is so funny. That's his whole storyline. The, the, per- the idea that the person on the other line is like, well, it's not a big deal when he points out their error. Mm-hmm. He's like, there are many people in Overland Park, uh, and many Kansans, immigrants even, who... To, to whom, whom the, the word Toronto means, means nothing. nothing. And they will be the first to sail away when the mighty winds blow. <laughs> So they're in the basement. Charmaine's weirdly afraid of basements, which yeah. is never expounded upon. But I guess people have fears. Yeah, it's because, <clears throat> I mean, it's pretty... You can pretty much piece together that Charmaine and Tara were sexually abused together as children. And that they, like, covered up for each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the poncho in the flashbacks is, like, where Gimme comes oh, from. Oh, yeah. Um... It's all very pieced and stringed and weird. It never really It's comes never together. fully explained because the, the show got show canceled unexpectedly. Um, so in the basement, Tony does another like rapid fire like transition montage mm-hmm. where she yeah. looks the same, which I think is cool. I do prefer when the altars wear costumes in yeah. general, but I like when she mm-hmm. flips it. It yeah. really brings attention to her acting. Yes. That you can tell which altar is which without the costumes oh being needed. Mm-hmm. And this episode, I looked it up, this was the... So, you know, for the Emmys, they nominate mm-hmm. one episode. This yeah. was the one. Toronto was the one for this season. <sighs> the one she won in season one for was the pilot, which makes oh, sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, what else happens in the basement? They all dance. They dance. Yeah. Um... 
Yeah, and Shoshana confronts Charmaine for not dancing. She says this business of sisters protecting each other has to end because that's the only way the truth can come out. By the way, you're pregnant with Neil's baby. So Mm -hmm. fucked up. Really fucked up. Also, okay, there's a moment earlier when Charmaine shows up talking about her engagement ring. And Pat Oswalt is there and is like, you got engaged and gets mad and leaves. And Max is like, you should have told him. And it's like, Max, why didn't you fucking tell him? Right. Like, Charmaine and Neil aren't, like, they're not, like, best friends. Like. And later he forces her to tell him. No, he tells, later in the season, he tells Neil that she's pregnant with his baby. <sighs> like, Max, leave her alone. Like, yeah. Charmaine gonna Charmaine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there anything else that we want to talk about? Strays. Any strays? So. I feel like we covered it. I mean, we already covered the beautiful ending of the, the lighting. I think it's just oh, so... Yeah. What's the tornado weather? And then Tara walks off. And yes. I kind of... It is like... It's like kind of, it's kind of weird, but I also love that it's kind of just showing that everyone is back to this... On the same page of just being like... Yeah. She's transitioning again. Um, figure it out. Oh, there's a really good line when Courtney is giving Marshall a hand job and she says, I think it's supposed to be hard. Oh, yeah. No, put it Oh, no, that's when he's on. putting the condom on. Oh. And she's like, oh, no, other way. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think it's supposed to be hard. I wanted to talk about also a costume she wore at one point. Um, Courtney Zasha Mamet was wearing a tank top with like a a horse scene like printed onto it amazing classic horse girl Kansan horse girl oh uh you really liked when buck was crying brandon oh yeah um after at the ice rink when she transitions to buck after max leaves um she's in the bathroom and she like is crying but as buck and it's just so different than when like when tara cries because yeah her face like you know very but that was actually, uh, you kind of snuck ahead. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, we can cut this out and you can say that soon. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Nets. Alter. Uh, Alter. Hey, hey. Nets. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to awards. Uh, here on the Tony Awards, we give three awards to everything we watch, the first of which is best prop. So, Brandon, what was your best prop? Um, well, I had, well, so I'm going to go with, I had two options. I'm going to go with the microphone from the ice rink that Pammy uses, because <laughs> I imagined, um, a recreation of that video with ASMR <gasps> of her speech. Oh my God, do it. You do it. Me? Yeah. Buck, I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> what was your best prop, Sam? Um, give me, give me time. Jake, okay. you go. Um, my best prop was Shoshana's tab. Um, when Tara, like, just sees her next to her in the car, in her car, and she runs into a sign. Because there's a convention this season where she sees the altars, which wasn't in season mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. And so, randomly, of course, Shoshana, in her mind, is holding a can of tab. And then she's like, now this tab all over my dress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my best prop is 
A saliva-soaked wedding ring. Engagement ring. Yeah. A saliva-soaked engagement ring. Just a random one. Charmaine's, specifically. <laughs> a champagne-drenched, saliva-soaked. Yes. <laughs> uh, our next award is Best Tony Moment, which I think a very good Tony acting moment was Tony pretending to be Tara, pretending to be Buck. Mm-hmm. Love that. So Very um, Helena Bottom Carter in Duffy Hallows Part 2. Pretending to be Hermione, pretending to be Bellatrix. Oh, yeah. Pretending to be Watson, pretending to be Oh, Russell. yeah. That was so good. Jake, what about you? <laughs> Mine is, like, it's not necessarily a great Tony acting moment, but one of my favorite moments of the season with Tara as a character, and also Max, because it's, like, one of the only good ones, is the iconic duet they sing, um, um, All Out of Love by Air Supply at the piano. So classic. They sing it together. The realtor comes in at the end. It's great. You love it. Look at your smile. I'm smiling so wide. (laughs) Yeah. I want you to come back and carry me home. (laughs) Reminding the audience that Tony Collette has a band. Tony Collette and the Flash. (laughs) Um, Brandon, what about you? Um, So I was going to say, so the Buck, or Tony... Or Buck crying in the bathroom is one of my favorites, but since we've mentioned that already, I'm going to go with um, kind of um, related to yours, Sam, was um, when Tara is pretending to be Buck and having that fight with Pammy, and when Pammy starts crying, and then Tara goes up to comfort Pammy and, like, hug her, and I'm just like, she, she, like, doesn't even know her, really. No. And it's just, like, such a sweet moment, because it's... And I feel like that kind of, you know, makes yeah. Pammy even worse. Because she's like, that oh, Pammy's great, too. That you're, like, so important to someone, and then they don't even... They don't know you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Next is the custom <laughs> award. Um, Jake, do you want to... Um, no, I want to go last. Okay. Brandon, do you have one? <laughs> uh, kind of, but I have to I have a visual... Okay, um, I can go because mine is verbal. Uh, best deleted scene would be ostensibly when Shoshana is giving Max therapy and she's like, tell me what you want to tell Tara and I'll pretend to be Tara. And then the scene yeah. cuts off there. I was like, show us the footage. True, true. There's a lot of show us the footage moments. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the... Um, Best best time capsule production design goes to Tara's coexist bumper sticker. Oh my god. On her green bug. <laughs> I just love being in the middle of the Midwest and seeing that friendly bumper sticker <laughs> telling me that it's okay to be different. <laughs> a gay neighbor <laughs> of a woman with multiple personalities. <laughs> Also, my favorite thing I mentioned about that car, too, is how it's, like, the most conspicuous thing to be having an affair in. Yeah. <laughs> she drives to Pammy's. But she pulls into Pammy's, like, complex, and I'm like, mm. okay. Um, okay, so mine is, uh, I hope this is appropriate for the air, but it's, a uh, best Grant Hale lookalike. <gasps> Goes to Lionel. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. 
Now we move on to plugs. Does anybody have anything to plug? That's the end of our show. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>